Master Tavern Keeper's History of the Old World. So, what was going on back above ground after the murder of our, uh, bony Prince Charlie then? Oh, well, back in the main courtyard, the main gate itself was on its uh, last legs as the timber-fisted punches of Clinty and the other treemen rained against it like the punishing waves of a sea storm upon chalky cliffs. <laughs> All that was keeping it upright were the orcs on the other side, who were ostensibly buttressing it. Although they may have just as easily been trying to knock it down from the opposite direction to get at the treatment themselves. Either way, the result was the same. The gate still stood. But the treatment hammering against the main gate was not the only thing that the orcs had to worry about. For the alcohol-powered clansmen of Clan McCooligan were now inside the castle and storming across the courtyard towards them. Thus, the orcs that were not directly pressed against the old doors, found themselves fighting drunken clansmen from behind. The rear charge, the jeering, and the battle rattles of the clansmen had thrown the orcs into confusion, and the McCooligans were singing one of their uh, drunken battle songs as they hewed at the greenskins. Can you how an can fight? He can drum, he can drum. Can you how an can fight? He can drum, he can taste a fiery spite. He can drum, he can drum with toothsome grin and thinking slight. He can drum, fierce and foul in every fight. He can drum, he can drum, but he'll be warmly done by night. He can drum. And with this, the bloody melee was in full flow. But the orcs were not to be alone in their fight. They too had help coming. First, with the goblins on the ramparts above, who shot arrows into the fight. A majority of the shots missed, some even striking their orc allies, much to the amusement of the goblins themselves. But uh, still, a handful did actually strike the clansmen. But uh, this was not where the real danger lay for the McHooligans, for after consuming the charred corpse of Doko McHooligan, the Chaos Hound, Spot, and Lady Macdeath were about to make their way into the melee. Out, out, damn Spot. Go get into the fight. Tear and burn and rip and kill. Let the blood fly with airy bite. And at his mistress's words, the two slavering heads of the Chaos Hound immediately began to tear into the McCooligans, tearing out the throats of any in reach, tossing severed limbs this way and that, and mutilating the corpses of the fallen. But it was not only the goblin arrows, the Hound of Chaos, 
and the orcs that now fell upon the McCooligans. Macdeath's lieutenant, Banquo too, emerged from the keep and immediately threw himself from the stone stairs and into the heart of the melee. Spittle trailing from the corners of his mouth and his eyes wide and unblinking. For a battle frenzy was upon him and he dealt out death with every movement. He slashed, he kicked, he headbutted like a madman and killed clansmen left and right. I see you, Jimmy, and you, and you, and you, and you, come get some, you too, and you, and you. But although he tore through the drunken clansmen of Doco McCooligan like a wood axe through saplings, sheer weight of numbers saw him vanish under a wave of hacking blades. Sport, damn sport, fit, go get Banco, that stupid witch. And without a moment's hesitation, the Chaos Hound dove towards Macdeath's fallen lieutenant. <laughs> and he ripped and tore at the clansman until he'd cleared a circle of death around the fallen Banquo, taking a mighty toll in McCooligan blood. Get away from me, mutt. I had him exactly where I wanted them. Before you stuck your sniffling snubs in. At Banquo's words, Lady Macdeath sighed with relief and summoned her familiar back to her side. Come, Spot, leave the rest of the berserker. And with that, Spot leapt away to his mistress's side as Banquo levelled his blade at the surrounding clansmen. And what are you looking at, Jimmy's? If you want a piece of me... I'll give you a piece of me. And with that, he leapt back into the fray, slicing and bludgeoning and tipping the balance of the battle back in the favour of Macdeath and his minions. But he didn't stop there. The problems of the McCooligans were still not yet over, for it was at this point that Macdeath himself finally strode out of the keep and taunted the last few surviving clansmen. I am here for blood to step in so far that I can wait no more. And you clansmen, if you but could, should run back to the old Sallyport door. But you won't, will you? And at Macdeath's words, the nearest tree of McCooligans began to ascend the stone stairs, stepping over the charred, chewed remains of the clan laird to get at the king. Ach, come on, have a go if you think you're hard enough. Ah, I warn you, clansmen, no man or woman born can harm me. Ha, bollocks. As the old giant had said. Have that. I I, I don't believe it. That blow should have killed you. I warned you, clansman. Now it is my turn. Off with your heat, I say. 
And what about you two? I warn you, no man or woman born can kill me. Will you fight me? Or will you back away? Ach, nee, nee. Stay away from us, ya, ya demon. But, as the two backed away, they were set upon by Spot and torn to pieces for their cowardice. And, in this way, all of the McCooligans were either hacked apart by Macbeth and Banquo, or torn up and gutted by the Hound of Lady Macbeth, as the goblins on the battlements above continued to rain down arrows onto all and sundry. But, uh, the fight for the castle was not over, and at the very moment that the last clansmen exhaled their last breath, the main gate ruptured, crushing the orcs who'd been buttressing it beneath its weight and opening up the castle to the treemen who'd been pummeling the gate to splinters. And behind them came the baying McCumans, the get of the murderous clan laird, Julia McCumans. Yeah! <laughs>